Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. How are you guys doing today? It's Monday. Moment of silence. Because it's Monday. And we're doing this thing all over again. I was looking at my calendar the other day, and I was thinking, I cannot believe. And maybe it's just, I think this happens when you have children. Uh, But time seems like it just goes faster and faster and faster. And I know I certainly feel that way. And so uh, I'm I'm trying to just slow down a little bit. And it seems like the more, you know, what's that my Grammy used to say, the hurrier I go, the behinder I get. <laughs> this little thing that was hanging in my grandma's kitchen uh, when I was growing up. Anyway, uh, I just want to welcome you guys to the podcast today. I hope that your fall has gotten off to a good start. We are loving it here in the Pacific Northwest. This is actually my favorite time of year. The leaves are falling. Uh, about a year and a half ago, my mother-in-law purchased a hot tub on clearance at the end of the season. And we had this dream to put it out in the backyard and sort of under, uh, and we have some wooded property in the back, uh, in, our, in our backyard. And uh, that hot tub sat for about, oh, I guess a year. And when we came back from our road trip this last season, my husband finished putting it in and I have just been waiting you know, eagerly for the temperatures to drop so that I could go running out to the hot tub in the freezing cold. And guess what? I'm getting a chance to do that now. So uh, that's sort of my favorite thing to do right now. And I've been asking the Lord to give me a little bit of uh, just quiet time with Him. And the fall is a good time to do that. I want to talk today about creative correction. Uh, I'm going to actually do this in a two-part series because I've been getting a lot of questions. Uh, I did a Facebook Live uh, post about it's been about a month now. I did a Facebook Live post about uh, the peanut butter and jelly years of parenting, and these are the years when it's just intense, right? Our kids are little, and they need to every they need. It seems like they need you every second of the day, and moms can be overwhelmed. And there's a lot of different aspects of the peanut butter and jelly years of parenting. But today, I really want to stick to creative correction and just encourage you uh, in creatively correcting your children. And I'm going to give you four things that I need you to, that I think you need to be looking out for, uh, especially when you're disciplining your children when they're young and really trying to get to uh, the heart of the matter, because it's easy for us to uh, discipline and to have an outward, we're looking for an outward response for our child. And then we miss the inward response, which is really what we need to be after as parents. It's coming alongside our children, and we don't correct them for the fun of it, right? Correcting your kids is a lot of work. I've I've looked at my kids many, many times over 25-plus uh, years of parenting and thought to myself, this is stinking hard, right? It would be easier for me to do it myself. It's easier for me to go and clean the kids' rooms for them. It's, it's easier. Uh, and it's also in the long run, it's detrimental. So today we're going to talk about creative correction for uh, younger children. And then on Wednesday, when I come back, I'm going to be talking about creative correction for teens, which is an entirely uh, different ball game. Uh, and the teen years, and I'll, I'll talk about this more on Wednesday, but the teen years are precious, precious years. And the reason I love them so much is because you get to start to see fruit, hopefully, uh, in the lives of your kids. Hey, before I get too much farther into it today, if you haven't had a chance yet to check out my my website, my husband's been working kind of hard on that. We're sort of changing it up a little bit. I'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, we are in the process of transferring the blog and redoing the look of the site and uh, several other things. And I would love it if you'd go over and uh, check it out. Let me know what you think. And if you have show ideas, we'd love to hear them. Podcast at 
thebusymom.com. Also, for those of you who are not aware, maybe you're brand new to the podcast or to my ministry, my husband and I have written a Bible study for families. It's called, appropriately, Firmly Planted Family. There are four volumes of Firmly Planted that have been written right now. And the cool thing about Firmly Planted is that they're, the these have been written for the entire family. So little kids all the way up to high school will benefit from Firmly Planted's Bible study. And you can grab the uh, the parent book and also the workbook that goes along with it. And I think your kids are going to love it. We're getting great feedback. We got great reviews from Kathy Duffy a couple of years ago, and people are starting to come back and buy the entire series after they buy one. So uh, check that out at Firmly Planted Family. This is a great time of year to get into the habit of getting into the Word of God with your kids. And certainly in this political season, oh my goodness, you guys, the countdown to the election I'm not even going to talk about the election. <laughs> it stresses me out right now. I'm like, my hands are sweaty. I'm like, Father, please, you know, hear, hear the prayers of your people. But the this is a great time to get into the Word with your kids. And uh, if you've got younger children, and I know a lot of you listening do, do uh, wow, these years when your kids are little are so precious. The most important thing that you can do with your children is to train them in righteousness. And that verse that says, I have no greater joy than to know that my kids are walking in the truth. I'll tell you what, that comes home when you watch your children parenting their children. It really does. Because all of a sudden, you you feel just as much love for this little guy who happens to be your grandson, but you have very little control <laughs> really over what they're being taught and how they're being influenced. And when you know that those that your grandchildren are being trained in righteousness because you did the hard work of training your children in righteousness, that's where the no greater joy really comes into play. So I want to well, encourage you today, get in the Bible with your kids. Definitely go to Firmly Planted Family. I'll link back to it in the show notes today uh, to the Bible study series. I've also written uh, a, a book on marriage and a book on uh, time management. I have a new book from Tyndale coming out, which you guys will hear more about in the coming months. And uh, I have a whole brand new line of scripture jewelry too, which is to be perfect for, dare I say the C word, but perfect for Christmas presents. So check that out. Uh, the redeemed line of jewelry is out now. And I think you guys are going to be really, I think you're going to love it as much as I do. So uh, go check it out. A lot of thought and time and prayer has gone into that new line, and uh, we're excited. When I hit the road uh, this coming weekend, I'll be in Indianapolis. I will be bringing those with me. So for those of you who are listening and you're going to be in Indianapolis, woot, woot, can't wait to see you women. And uh, I don't know if there's any space left or not, but you should definitely check it out. If you go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash fearless, if there are any places left at the Indianapolis conference, we would love to have you. It's going to be a life-changing weekend. All right, let's talk about disciplining kids because disciplining kids isn't a, a terribly popular in the culture uh, these days. It seems like we really want to let our kids just kind of do whatever they want. There's certainly, and I talked about this last week with my friend Kristen, there is a sense of entitlement that's happening in the culture today. And I really want to address that. Uh, with you because once you recognize, okay, our kids, for some reason, the culture has told them you're entitled to this, you're entitled to that. You know, uh, right now it's a political hot topic, right? Are we entitled to health care? What are we entitled to? Are we entitled to free housing? Are we entitled to, um, you know, food stamps? What is it that we're entitled to? And uh, I'm not, you know, slamming food stamps. I've been on food stamps uh, in the course of my life and my marriage. And when it's when you need it and it's there, it's there for you. It's a wonderful thing. But we want to be encouraging our children toward um, 
respect for authority, toward independence, toward respect for the Word of God. And that starts with parents disciplining their children. God disciplines us, right? Um, He disciplines in love, and parents should also discipline their children in love. Hebrews 12, verses 5 to 11 say, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines those he loves, and he punishes everyone he accepts as a son. And enduring hardship as a discipline, God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. I want to stop right there because I think it's an important point that uh, the apostle is making, that when we love our children, we discipline them. If we really love them, that's a, it's a pretty strong statement to say that, uh, that if you're not disciplined, you're illegitimate children and not true sons. Basically, what uh, my takeaway from that was that a true father and a true mother, a true mother, is going to discipline her children. Why will she do that? She does that for the betterment of her kids. You do it because you love your children. Uh, Years and years ago, Jay and I were traveling through New Orleans, and this is our first time down in in that particular area. And we were brand new, uh, really brand new to traveling. So this probably would have been 2009, somewhere in there. And we were brand new to really traveling as a family across the country, and we were really doing it on a shoestring. And uh, I should talk about that sometime on the podcast. That'd be fun. But traveling across the country in a shoestring, really making just enough money at one speaking event to make it to the next one and uh, traveling as light as we could. And we went for Father's Day in New Orleans. We parked what looked like a, a safe place to park, went into New Orleans, and we were there for probably about seven minutes, I want to say, walking with, uh, we didn't have seven children, then we just had the six, and walking with our children, and I started seeing things in New Orleans that I was like, whoa, I could have gone the rest of my life without seeing that. And then I started going, oh, kids, hey, look over here. And pretty soon, Jay and I realized, okay, we've, we got to be, maybe we're just in the wrong, yeah, the wrong part of town. And I saw a, uh, a policeman on foot, and I said to him, I said, excuse me, um, can you tell me where we can take our children? Uh, we came here for some jazz music and some catfish and really wanted to experience New Orleans because the only New Orleans that we had experienced was the Disneyland version, which I'm here to testify is nothing like the real one. And so we were walking along and he just looked at me right in the eyes and he said, this is not a place for children. If you continue walking, you're going to get into the alternative lifestyle section of the city. And I said, ooh, because you know we thought we were already in the alternative lifestyle section of the city. And this is just from a girl who does not know who or did not know then anything about New Orleans. Now, every city has its, I know some of you are from New Orleans. I know several, I actually have several really good friends that live in Baton Rouge. So I'm not trying to disparage your city, but I'll tell you what, if you come to Portland, I can tell you the parts of the city to avoid. And uh, nobody told me. So by the time we got back to our motorhome, I think we'd been gone maybe 20 minutes and we were robbed blind. When we got back, literally everything that we owned was gone, except for two things that we had purposely hid under uh, a bench and sort of locked it down with a car seat, but everything else was gone. Took the TV off the wall, all of my children's baby blankets, their quilts, all of those things were missing. And uh, we took off from there. It's a whole long story, but we went straight from there to Cracker Barrel, which was the only place that we, you know, the kids were sort of in shock. Um, Some other things happened while we were trying to get out of New Orleans that were related to the robbery that had scared my children and scared me. So we went to the closest Cracker Barrel outside of the city that we could find because we felt like, oh, this will be home cooked food. 
And our kids were crying. We prayed with them and and tried to sort of uh, love on them a little bit. And <laughs> wouldn't you know it, uh, as we were we came back to the motorhome after having dinner, there was a uh, little thing of gum up on the bed. And my husband said, you know, hey, um, who bought this gum? And sure enough, one of my kids, one of our younger kids, had stolen it. <laughs> we were like. Did you not? Did you get? Did you just forget what just happened to us? Like we just had all our things stolen, and then you walked into Cracker Barrel and you stole something, and so we took our daughter back into Cracker Barrel. And the manager, my husband, took her uh, up there, and the manager said, "Oh, it's no big deal. You know, don't worry about it." And I'll never forget my husband looking right at that manager and saying, "Actually, this is a big deal, and we would really appreciate it if you would help us in disciplining our child because we're trying to teach them that stealing." Is not okay, and I would rather have you say, "Oh, you know what? That's gonna, that's gonna cost you some money." And this is this is a bummer. I mean, we forgive you, but there are consequences to sin, and that's really what parents should be doing: is teaching our children why it's so important for them to listen to and adhere to the Word of God. And this is so much of the problem that's in the culture right now. We don't want to admit that we have a sin problem, so we're trying to legislate our sin, right? We're, and you can't legislate, you cannot legislate morality into the heart of human being. So there's a couple of things I'm going to give you today just in terms of just creative correction and, and to help you sort of uh, correct and discipline and love your child. Now, this is inevitably going to come up. People are going to say, do you believe in spanking? The short answer is yes, I do. Uh, we spank our kids uh, rarely, but we do spank them. And the Bible is a proponent of spanking, not a proponent of of beating, and there's a difference. Uh, but I'm not going to get into the spanking argument today because I think that there are lots of ways that we can correct our children. The first one that, that we've always done with our children is to try to get to the root of the issue. So if, if we have a child who's consistently disobeying, particularly if we're looking, we're talking about a five-year-old or a four-year-old or a three-year-old. We really want to get uh, to the root problem because uh, you, a you've got a problem of disrespect, and b you've got a rebellion problem. And often when your kids are little like that, they don't understand those big words. They do understand uh, if you do this, then this will happen to you. So if you disobey me, then this is this is going to be my response. And so uh, the first thing I want to encourage you to do is ask the Lord to show you what the root problem is with your child. The next thing is you want to... Uh, you want to find out what is your child's currency. Something I learned early on in uh, parenting is that our kids can be sitting on the outside, right? You can put them in timeout or whatever, but they can sure as heck be standing on the inside. Uh, and you want to, you know, you really want to find out what your child's currency is. Some of you are putting your kids in timeout and they don't care. You know, I had one child that I could have, I, I could spank her and she was just like, really? Is that all you got? I mean, she just kind of looked at me that way and I was like, okay, okay, note to self. Uh, this child doesn't. It, I could spank her all day long, and she and she wouldn't care. We found out later, just by sort of watching her, that she her currency was being around other people, and she it really got to her when I learned a deal in her currency, which was uh, putting her away from the rest of the fun that the family was having. So if I was having a discipline issue with this particular child, her currency was a timeout currency. It actually it really worked with her. Spanking didn't really work. Other kids, you just look at them sideways and they would start crying. I, I think of one of my kids in particular, if you just look at her and show that you're disappointed, she just burst into tears and apologized. And uh, so I learned very quickly that that child needed um, affirmation uh, more from me even than the other kids. So find out what your child's currency is and then deal in that currency so that you can get to the root of the problem. And then the last thing I want to encourage you to do today is be consistent. 
Children need consistent discipline from their parents. They need to know that they're loved. And actually disciplining your children is loving. The Bible says that no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. That's the word of God. And the Bible's word, the Bible is true, women, and you can count on it. So if you're struggling to discipline your kids right now, can I just encourage you, go before the Lord and ask him to help you to understand what currency it is that your child uh, needs to be uh, trading with you in, and then ask him to give you uh, different ways to creatively correct that child so that you can get to the root of the problem and deal with the actual sin. Uh, You want to get to the root that is causing the, the that particular kind of fruit. So I'm going to link back to a couple of articles on this over at the show notes today from my blog. And uh, if you haven't checked out uh, the books I've written, some that they'd be very helpful for this, particularly uh, The Guide to Daylight. But get in there and love your kids and, and uh, choose to discipline and love them because that is the sign actually of a loving parent. I'll see you back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.